Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Neely, it is so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being willing to share your story. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Awesome. Well, I would love for you to just start out by introducing yourself to the audience. Tell us who you are, about your family, what you do. Okay. So I'm Neely. I'm married to a wonderful husband, Garrett, and we have two boys, Howie, who's two and a half, and Cole, who's five weeks. Both of them were born at home. Um, My husband's a teacher, and I'm, well, I was in public accounting for eight years, and when I got pregnant this time, decided to take a short break so that I could have a maternity leave that I wanted. Um, so right now I'm doing the mom thing at home. Very nice. That's awesome. So you said that you have two children and, and your first was a home birth as well. How did you come into the idea of having a birth, a home birth? What was that journey like? Um, so I feel really cheesy when I tell people this part, but I, I, well, I had a friend and I wasn't even married at the time I was engaged and she was telling me about this natural birth she was going to have. And I'm like, you are insane. Why would you not get an epidural? This is crazy. Like you're, you're insane. And she was like, well, watch this documentary, the business being born. Oh, that's the winner. (laughs) And if you still think I'm crazy after that's fine, but at least like watch it and see what you think. So I, it's still, it's, it was still on Netflix at the time. And my husband, my fiance at the time, we sit down. I'm like, I'm going to watch this documentary. And he was like, oh no, mm-mm, I'm not watching this. And pulls out his computer. Five minutes in, he closes his computer and he's glued to the screen and I'm glued to the screen. And by the time it's over, he looks at me and it's like, you are not having your baby in a hospital if we ever have a baby. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how it changes? <laughs> and... So from then on, it was like, I kind of had this almost obsession with learning about birth. And so once I got pregnant, I knew that was the route I wanted to go. And it's pretty cool because here in town, we have such a huge network of like natural birth educators and support groups and opportunities to do it kind of however you want, whether it's at home or at a birth center or whatever. And so that was kind of my, my path that we watched that movie and, and sold. Yeah. I feel like that movie has really changed the, the course of so many people's lives. You know, it, it seems like it's the catalyst for so many people. It's such an eye opening documentary. Yeah. It's, and I bought it. And so now I, anybody who asked me at all, if, how I did it or why I did it, I'll be like, I have a movie you can borrow. Exactly. So then you don't have to go into it yourself. You're like, here, just watch the movie. You decide. There are facts here and I'm not good at remembering all the statistics, but I promise it's not, I'm not crazy. (laughs) That is so neat. Well, so since you knew you were going to have a home birth from the beginning, what was your prenatal experience like? How did you decide on what midwife to use, especially saying in your community, you have, you have so many options. What was that decision-making process like? 
Well, um, so a friend of mine had used the same midwife I used. She had kind of a similar experience with coming to decided to have a natural, a home birth with me telling her about how, when I had a kid, I wanted to do it. And she's like, well, I've had a kid before and you're crazy. And I'm like, watch this documentary. <laughs> so she watched it and she had a home birth with Linda. Um, and so I knew that she had a really good experience with her. And so Garrett and I interviewed, we interviewed multiple midwives and I thought that I wanted a very medical midwife, like not very, um, I don't know. I wanted somebody who seemed very on the medical side, a little more cold, I guess. And then after I interviewed people, I realized that was definitely not what I wanted. And I really just absolutely loved Linda. And I felt really comfortable knowing that she had been with my friend through her home birth and my husband really liked her. So we decided that that was the route we would go. Um, and then the first go round, we didn't have a doula. And the second go round, we did hire a doula. Okay, that's interesting. So, so with your first birth, you hadn't hired one. What made you decide to hire one the second birth? Um, since I was having my baby at home and I had a two and a half year old at home and my aunt was going to be here this time. So a lot more factors mm-hmm. <laughs> of people were going to be here. Um, we just wanted to make sure that we had an extra person here that was trained to do the comfort measure stuff and all that in case, you know, my son got really upset and needed dad. And that way somebody would be with me for that specific purpose. And she was, I did hypno babies the second time. And so she was a hypno babies doula too. So she was familiar with all the terminology and cues and things like that. That's great. And so that brings up childbirth education. Did you decide to do that with just your second birth or had you done a type of childbirth education with your first? So the first I did, it was technically a Bradley class, but she was more of an evidence-based birth. And now that's actually what her class is, is not Bradley. It's evidence-based birth um, class. Um, And that was one that just my midwife had recommended. And we loved it because it was really educational. It really, um, it helped us really understand the science behind what was going on with my body. Oh, this is normal. When you're going into labor and you're having, and these things are happening, it's normal. When you, you know, maybe you'll plateau and you're not progressing and, oh no, what am I going to do? Okay, well, that's normal. Um, And it had nutritional information and uh, just all sorts of wonderful up-to-date facts on what labor is and what birth is and what's healthy when you're in labor and what things can help and all that good stuff. Um, so it was a really, I'm, I'm really happy we did that, that course with the first one since we were so new to everything. And the second time around, we decided to do hypno babies cause I'm big into yoga and I, I thought that it might be something I really liked, but the first time I was a little nervous to, to go that route. Cause it seems a little bit out there. 
And the second time I was like, you know, I have all this other education in case I like bail on this idea. So let's try this hypno babies thing. That's really and so neat. we did. I love going to my birth classes. Like I get really sad when they're over. <laughs> I they're totally just... understand that. And it's, <laughs> it's interesting. I love that you did two separate childbirth education classes. Uh, that seems very much like me. I, so I'm pregnant with my second. And even though I was an apprentice for a midwife for years, and even though I did hypno babies with my first child, I still am like, oh, I would just really like to do a childbirth education class to get my mind in the zone. Oh my God, my exact words. My Like people were like, why are you doing another one? I was like, it's just, I need to like get myself in the zone and to, you know, focus on the fact that I'm pregnant. Cause the second time it's a little bit more, Oh my gosh, I have this toddler running around. Oh yeah. I'm pregnant. Right. <laughs> Afterthought. Yeah. Instead of the first time where you're just like, Oh, I'm pregnant. And that's all I have to think about. I'm 13 weeks and five days. Right. <laughs> so hearing about your prenatal care, it seems like you were really setting yourself up for success with your birth. I'd love to hear what your birth story was like. Yeah. So do you want the first one, the second one, both? You go, go for both. Okay. They're both pretty short because I had really fast labors. Lucky. Um, so all throughout my pregnancy, I practiced yoga, which I think is a huge factor in how well my births went. Um, I had chiropractic care. I did the six dates a day for six weeks. Everything they told me that I could do to make labor easier, I was doing it. Squats, I believe in Ina May's squats. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I did a lot of squats. And I really kept that mental, like, positive place, even the first time. So I was convinced that I was going to be 42 weeks because you hear all the time that, you know, your first kid especially, don't get set on that due date because, you're probably going to pass right by it and just be okay with that. So my husband and I had in our mind added two weeks completely. We didn't even in the realm of possibility think we would have our baby on its due date. So um, the two days before my due date, two nights before my due date, we went to a hockey game with my work. And it was an open bar, and I told my husband, I was like, listen, this is probably the last time you are going to be able to have a good time. You don't have to drive. Enjoy yourself, because we're about to have a baby. Everybody that night was asking me, oh, do you, you're due soon. Do you think you're going to have the baby? I was like, this baby is not coming for two weeks. Like, I'm not worried about it. So I left the hockey game early because I was tired, and I had been having – more than Braxton Hicks. I've been having those kind of early labor contractions for since 35 or 36 weeks. So when I would have them, it wasn't, it was an afterthought. It was like, Oh, that's annoying. Okay. Go about my day. And so I went home, took a bath, went to bed. My husband stayed out late at the hockey game, came home at some point. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was, like, having these early labor contractions again. And it would happen at night a lot. And so I'm like, oh, I just need to go back to sleep. So I was trying to go back to sleep. And then finally I'm like, man, these are kind of – these are a little bit more than 
like what they've been before. So I texted my friend, the one who had had a home birth before. And I told her, I was like, if this is early labor, I cannot do this. And I get out of bed because it was super uncomfortable to lay down. So I get out of bed. And at that point, it was, I think, two o'clock in the morning. And the only reason we had any timeline of what happened is because I sent her that text message. And so I'm like, you know, they tell you to take a bath. I'm going to go take a bath and see if I can calm myself down and go back to bed. Because if it is early labor, I need to sleep. So I go, I get in the bathtub. I have two contractions in the bathtub. And I'm like, oh, no, Mm-mm. get me out of this bathtub oh, no. right now. This is horrible. So I get out of the bathtub. I'm like, man, I really feel like I need to poop. Like it just, it's gotta be, I just, my, my stomach must be upset from whatever I ate at the hockey game. Um, so I'm just, I just, I really got to go to the bathroom. And so I'm going to trying to go to the bathroom and I'm like, God, and I keep having these things and I'm like this, maybe I should wake my husband up. So about 30 minutes after I started, I, I woke up and texted my friend. I go and my husband is asleep on the couch and I'm like, Garrett, you need to get up. I think you need to call the midwife. And he's like, he like bolts off the couch, whatever alcohol he had consumed that night was completely gone. And he it's was gone now. He was, he was, he was wide awake. He was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, just call her. I think I just need to go to the bathroom, but just, you know, just call her. So we had a birth tub that was still on a box and he's calling her and I start having really intense contractions where I am vocalizing loudly and I'm leaning over on this box um, every time I have them. And when I get up and he's, and he's like, do I need to set it up? And I'm like, yeah. And so at some point he moved the box. I remember and then another contraction came, and I just start yelling, where's my box? Where's my box? <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> that was important. And it's that a, that labor mentality of you have this thing that you're doing, your ritual, and he took my ritual away, and it was very dramatic. Um, so he calls our midwife, and she lives about 30 minutes away from us, and He's telling her, you know, well, she's having these contractions and the midwife's like, have you timed them? And he's like, yeah, they're about, you know, a minute long and a minute or two apart. And she's like, okay, um, can, can I talk to Neely? And so I talked to her on the phone. I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, I just, I'm not sure this is it because it's only been going on for 30 minutes. I don't want you to drive all the way out here. And then you get here and it not really be it. And she's like, you know, let me just come. And if it's not it, then it's fine. I, it's not a big deal. It happens a lot. Um, but let me just come. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to have another contraction. So I need to get the phone away. And I start to have another one. And unbeknownst to me, she's telling my husband, all right, I might not make it based on what she sounds like. So here's oh. what you do if I don't make it. And he didn't tell me any of this until after labor was totally over. Very tough. Um, yes. Yes. I'm very appreciative of that. So I'm still in denial that I just need to go to the bathroom. 
So I go back into the bathroom, convinced that is what is going on, um, while he is running around grabbing towels. And I was still just totally with it enough to be yelling at him, no, do not get the good towels. I bought birth towels. Get the birth towels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, so at some point... um, I'm sitting on the toilet with this belief that that's what's going on. And I'm like, oh, no, before that happened, I remember taking off all my clothes and thinking, no, it's too early in the process for me to want to be getting naked. That's not supposed to happen until the end of labor. But it was this primal desire to just take all my clothes off. And that was one of the things they talked about in the birth class is when you get close to transition, a lot of women want to take all their clothes off. And I was sitting there still telling myself, this can't be right. Why do I want to be naked? Like, I cannot be that far along. Um, Oh, man. All signs are pointing to it, but there's just no way. (laughs) But I just, I'm not believing it. So I go back to the toilet and then I look down and I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot of blood. And my husband's like, what? And I'm like, I mean, I think this is normal, but I'm, but I'm not sure that this is normal, but I think it's normal. Can you call the midwife? And so that was like bloody show mucus plug whole thing, which for that birth was, it was a lot of blood. And at least from what I had expected based on what happened, Um, so it was really surprising. And at that point I was like, okay, I think I'm really in labor. And my husband's like, well, yeah, you're definitely in labor. Um, so at some point from there, I end up on all fours on my bathroom floor and start feeling the urge to push. And I, and at that point I actually got afraid, um, because my biggest fear was tearing. I don't know why that was what I latched onto but it was. Uh, Yeah. That seems to be a common fear for mothers. I know that that was something that I thought about as well. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want that to happen. And that, and I was thinking like, well, if she's not here to direct my pushing and like, tell me to back off if I need to, like, what if I'm not ready? What if there's a cervical lip? All this stuff is going through my brain of what ifs as I'm feeling this or this, what even feeling an urge to push. It was just, my body was pushing Mm. and I was, there was nothing I could do to stop it. And so at that point I, I got scared and I had a friend who was supposed to be coming over the one who had had the home birth to kind of be there with us. And she hasn't shown up yet. The midwife hasn't shown up yet. I'm all on all fours feeling like I'm pushing. Um, when finally my friend and our midwife show up at the same time. And it was like this just wave of relief that, she had, she had shown up. Um, and so she comes in, we only have one bathroom. We were lived in this teeny tiny little house, one bathroom that is the size of a closet. And so I'm like, my head's out of the bathroom door. I'm on all fours. And so she's having to sit on the bathtub behind me because there's no room. Um, and she, they, did something to the bed and they came in at one point and they asked me, Hey, you know, we got the bed ready. Do you want to move to the bed? And I was like, Oh, absolutely not. I am not, I am not moving from where I am right now. 
There is no I, way I'm moving. I will give birth in this bathroom. <laughs> and so I'm lean, I had a, like a birth ball that was in front of me that I kind of could lean on so that, you know, my wrists weren't totally destroyed. And so the midwife comes in, she's like, all right, Neely, is it okay if I check you? And I'm like, yes, sure. Do whatever you want. And so she goes in the bathroom, she checks me and she's like, all right, well, there's a head. So let's have a baby. Perfect. (laughs) And so the pushing was real. And I think about a half an hour later, I had the baby and the pushing was, I mean, I had heard that your body just does it. But the only way I could describe the pushing was it felt like throwing up like that when you throw up and you, you're not voluntarily doing that. It Mm -hmm. felt the exact same way, just the opposite direction. Right. My midwife always used to say, it's like you're throwing up backwards. Yeah, that is, I mean, that was exactly what it felt like. It was really weird. And I actually kept feeling like I was going to actually throw up as well, which (laughs) I'm glad I never did, but I did feel like I was going to every time I would have um, these like pushing contractions. And so I'm pushing and, you know, the midwife is like, Neely, you know, you, you got to push your baby out. Just think down and out, down and out. And I'm just leaning on this birth ball. It hurts. It hurts. I don't want to. It hurts. And she's like, I know that it hurts, but you got it. You know, you got to meet your baby. And then she keeps talking, trying to tell me to reach down and feel the head. Cause you know, it'll come out a little bit and go back in and come out a little bit, reach down and feel your baby Neely. And I'm, one time I did, and the next time she did, she told me to. I was like, no, I never want to do that again. No, I did. I didn't <laughs> like that me. part. <laughs> Not my thing. Um, and I had heard from people that, you know, a lot of times in labor, you'll hit this wall of feeling like you can't do it. And you have to, like, face it and then go past it. And I have such a vivid memory of leaning forward on that birth ball. And just hitting that wall and just being like, okay, this doesn't end until I decide that this ends. And I just need to do it. Like, I just need to push this baby out. And so once I had this moment with myself, it was like, it kind of like, like you snapped yourself back into it or something where I just brought it back together. And I was like, all right, I'm going to push, I'm going to push this baby out. And I did. And it was like, I remember her handing me, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl at the time. And she hands me this baby through my legs and I stand up and I just look down and I'm like, Hey baby. And my husband said that it was the most amazing thing to see me standing in this bathroom doorway, like holding this baby seconds after. Yeah. After I have like done this incredible thing that was really fast. Like, it was me like holding onto the door frame, pushing out a baby on our bathroom floor and almost without a midwife there. And so they helped me walk to my bed with my baby. And then finally we think to ask, well, what is it? And it was a boy. I love um, those stories. I feel like that happens almost <laughs> every time. <laughs> the ones that decide not to know, they like forget after they have the baby. Cause you're just so overwhelmed with the happiness of my baby's here. Yeah. It's like, I don't care what you are. You're this adorable little wow thing that is a person that came out of me. And it was just so incredible to be able to 
by myself, walk my baby and get into my, my own bed Mm. in my own house. Um, and afterwards, because it was so fast, I went into a little bit of shock. My husband was kind of like, I had almost no bleeding. I didn't tear at all. Um, but I was in this really foggy state, which my husband asked the midwife and she was like, you know, that this can happen a lot when it's a really fast labor. She's just going to take a little while to kind of process like what just happened. Her brain needs to catch up with her body. Um, we joked that my hormones showed up late to the party because about two hours later I was like, whoa, I just had a baby. But those first two hours, I was really, really not engaged. Um, and I remember telling my midwife, like, I feel like, you know, I never got on top of these contractions. I kind of almost felt like I had failed what my vision of me and birth was because I was really like, I was really carried away by it. I never, those contractions were intense and I was loud. And at one point, my friend tried to turn music on and I told her to turn it the F bomb off, like just scream at her to get away. Um, I just never, it was very overwhelming. And she said, you know, these fast labors, sometimes it's like you're on a runaway train and all you can do is hold on. She's like, you did great. Um, and so it was an amazing experience that I was, I'm like, was always very happy that I had, but part of that experience was what pushed me to want to do hypno babies the second time. That makes sense. Because it was very, yeah, just, I was, I never was on them. It was just like, I felt like something was happening to me instead of me being part of something. If that makes sense. It definitely does. So with your second birth, you, you did notice a difference with the hypno babies. Oh my gosh. So my second birth, um, we mentally prepared for the same thing. If we pass our due date, it's fine. Um, so my first son was born 39 plus six and number two is 39 plus five. So he, um, I really thought he was going to go past his due date because I had had no signs like I had with my first. I had had none of those early kind of contractions going on. I had had some Braxton Hicks, but nothing to write home about. Um, so I really didn't think my body was gearing up yet. And so one night I went to bed and I kept all night. I was kind of get, I would get woken up by those, those, what I was like, Oh, finally some early contractions. Maybe I'll have this baby in the next week. Cause I would wake up that night and be like, Oh, all right. Well, that was something and go back to sleep. And then about, um, three 45 or so I woke up and I was like, Whoa, this is this. Wow. Okay. I'm, I need to sit up. So I like get up on my hands and knees and I'm in my bed and I'm vocalizing through this contraction and I'm not good at using the hypno babies language, um, pressure waves. And at the time we only have a queen bed. So my husband had been banned to the guest room because 
we're very tall people in a queen bed with a nine month pregnant lady isn't very comfortable. <laughs> I need all that. <laughs> so I'm on my yoga bolster vocalizing through two or three of these contractions when I'm like, okay, I should probably call Garrett. I think this might be real. Um, and this time we can, I can, you know, I won't wait 30 minutes to wake him up and that way Linda can make it here and I can have this like normal birth experience that everybody's here on time and we can have the doula here on time. So I call him and he comes in and he walks in. Well, no, first I call him and he doesn't answer and he sends me a text message with a question mark. <laughs> and as I'm having another contraction, I wrote him back, like, come here. And his version of that was, I mean, he wasn't a dead sleep. And he said he got woke up by and was like, why is she calling me? And then he had this like, oh my God moment and like jumped out of bed and ran in here. Um, which I think is hilarious that I got a, <laughs> a question mark text back from him at three, huh? four o'clock in the morning or something. And so he comes in here and I'm vocalizing through these contractions and I'm like, you know, I really think you need to call Linda. I think this might be starting. Um, so give her a call and let her know, like she might want to come, but it, she might can wait, like let her decide. So he calls her and she's like, okay, well, and he's like, you know, Neely thinks this is real. She said that she's having to vocalize through him. I can hear her having to vocalize. She can't talk through him. And she's like, have you timed them? And Garrett's like, well, no, but they seem to be kind of fast. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to get up and get dressed and call me back after you've timed a couple. And so he's like, all right, we'll talk to you soon. So after that, he gets off the phone. I'm like, okay, I really want to get in the shower. I think the shower would feel really good. So I go and I get in the shower while I'm in there. He's timing my contractions. So he calls her back and he's like, um, they're a minute apart and a minute long. Oh my word. And she's like, again, what she tells him does not get relayed to me, but she tells him instead of, I might not make it, I will not make it. And reminds him what to do when she does, when she is not going to make it. Um, so he gets off the phone with her doesn't tell me this part about her not making it. I'm in the shower having these contractions. The shower felt like amazing. It was every time I would have one, I could just kind of go internal, have this contraction. It was over. And then I could still talk. I could talk to Garrett about, you know, whatever was going on that he needed to take care of. Um, I still had a delusion that he was going to set up the birth tub. <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, you weren't even using the box that time. <laughs> I know it was just in a bag this time I was in the shower. I didn't even need the box. Um, <laughs> and so I did have one horrible contraction in the shower because I was like, it's too hot. I need you to turn it down. And so he turned it down too much and it was like ice cold. So I'm like, it's in the middle of a contraction. I'm like, too cold. It's too cold. And then he turns it to too hot. And as soon as that contraction ended, I was like, well, that was uncomfortable. That was, that was not a good one. And so I'm having some in the shower and at some point, like I dropped down to my knees and I'm like, okay, I need to, 
I need to get out of the shower. And so I start crawling out of the shower and I'm on my hands and my knees in my bathroom once again. And I start feeling like I have to poop. And I was like, oh man, I know what that means this time. That it's not that I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that is not what this means. Um, and so at some point during all this, Garrett has called our midwife back and she's on speakerphone. Um, and so I'm in the bathroom on all fours and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm, I need to push. And then at some point my mucus plug breaks and I, or I have my bloody show and all that stuff. And not as intense of blood this time. It was actually a very small amount, which I was surprised because last time it was so much. Mm. And I was like, um, okay, Garrett, I think I just, I think I just like lost my mucus plug because there's some blood. And so Linda's on the phone. She's like, okay, that's fine. And so I don't, I don't really remember much of what she was saying on the phone because I was just in such this zone. I was so, whereas last time I felt completely overwhelmed and overpowered by the contractions this time, I, every time I had them, it was just like, I kind of wrote them and I wasn't using the hypno babies like light switch and tools that the way I thought I would, it was more the practice of going into that deep relaxed state for so long, every single day. I think is what allowed me to stay very focused and centered and just completely in what was happening. And I felt so in control, even though, you know, you're not in control at all. I was, I felt very a part of it and what was happening wasn't scary and I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pushing but it wasn't, the pushing was different this time too. Whereas with the first, it was that throwing up backwards feeling. This time I didn't have the, that like transition from these contractions into this, whoa, that's pushing. It was more when they say breathing your baby out, that's what it felt like. It was mm-hmm. this almost just continuous cycle of like movement down as opposed to, okay, I'm contracting and it's this push and it's over. It was more just, I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a continuous kind of movement down that wasn't quite as cut and dry. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds more comforting though. Mm -hmm. Wow. It definitely was because it wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't that intense thing. But it also, I didn't quite realize how far things were. Like, Uh I knew that it was a pushing feeling, but not in the same way. Um, So at some point, you know, Linda's on the phone. And when I tell her, you know, I think I'm pushing. She's like, all right, well, reach down and support your perineum um, while you're put as you push. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So my husband tries to do that. And I was like, don't touch me. Like, no, no. <laughs> and so I reach down and I'm like, oh my God, there's a head. 
and my husband's and my at this point my water hadn't broken yet um and with my first it was probably 15 minutes before he was born that my water broke but I'm reaching down and feeling ahead and I still have my water hasn't broken wow and I'm like you were on hands and knees at this point hands and knees in the bathroom again okay that's your (laughs) go-to it's my go-to um and so my husband and the midwife, she's on this phone and she hears it and she's like, okay, there's a head. And Garrett's like, well, I don't see a head. You know, I think that it might just be like, she's starting to crown. And I was like, no, there is a head. And so he like, I guess gets a better angle or something. I don't know what was going on back there, but he's like, oh, whoa, there's a head. That's a lot of hair. Oh my word. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like the head was not totally out. It was like the top, a, a significant portion, like mm. the whole forehead type was out. Um, and at this point, because tearing was my fear again, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm about to have to make peace with the fact that this went really fast and I'm probably going to tear really bad. I just need to like accept it now and push out the baby. And at that point, what is like, to me, the most amazing thing happened. My contraction stopped. From and I don't know how long that they stopped for. Um, but it was the longest break I had had since they started in my bed. And it's like the head was just there, and nothing was happening. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, um, what's going on right now? Like, why isn't it like nothing's happening right now? Because I needed a contraction to happen for me to keep pushing. I wasn't just going to, you know, not follow my, my body, but I'm just sitting there waiting kind of like, um, so there's a kind of a head there. What, what's going on? And this time touching the head did not freak me out as much because it was, it was, it was a much more like this, this is real and I need to make sure that I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, and then the contractions at some point started back again and just, and I remember my water breaking and I thought that my water breaking was his head coming out. Um, because the, re- there was like this amazing, like release of pressure after when my water broke. And I remember with my, my first birth, when the water broke and the midwife asked me, Oh, do you feel a, rel- a relief of pressure? And I was like, no, it still feels the same. And and this time it was this, I mean, it felt so good. And, but the head wasn't out yet. And so then the next push, the head came out. But my husband said it was from his perspective, it was like gush of water, immediate head. So for okay. me, it was like almost this slow motion, I guess experience of very dis- two distinct things happening mm-hmm. whereas from his perspective it was almost one in the same that's so neat how time can be so different for us and labor yeah like really crazy that's why that break in contractions I don't know how long it really was but it, it was definitely long enough that it was 
a longer break than I'd had. So maybe a minute and a half. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. How neat though, that your body and you were so in tune with your body and your body was working so well with you that you had that time for your baby's head to stretch the perineum, especially since you were concerned about the tearing. That's so incredible. I, it's just, it's like my body was like, we know this is your fear. We're just going to hang out here for a minute wow. and let your body do what it needs to do so that you don't tear. Um, and so I, he comes out, um, you know, the, when the body comes out, that's the easy part. Mm-hmm. And really even the head coming out this time, it just wasn't with my first one. It was like, I just, it did hurt. It really, I mean, I remember like just telling her, you know, oh, it hurts. It hurts. And this time I never said anything about pain. I never said anything about, I can't do this. And it was like, I wasn't, because I think of the hypno babies, I wouldn't even allow those thoughts into my brain. Like if they started kind of creeping in about, oh, this kind of hurts. I just, it, it was like, I cut it off. I didn't even entertain the thought. And so none of those things ever happened. And it just was such a more enjoyable experience. Not that my first one wasn't, but it was, this one was much more zinned out and not in a hypno babies. I didn't feel anything kind of way because I did, but it, I don't know. It just wasn't the same perception of it. Wow. That is so incredible. That's, I mean, it sounds like that's just exactly what you needed for this birth. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, um, you know, I was thinking like when I went into hypno babies, part of what I wanted was I had heard that, you know, through it, you can extend your labor. And so I was visualizing, I want a six hour labor. I want a six hour labor. Cause then you have time to process everything. You have time for your contractions to build up. You don't jump into this intense men in a park contraction thing that I've done before went. And so overall this labor was 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> Whoops. So I didn't get my six hour labor, but when I look back, it's not a longer labor. I wanted it is, a feeling of being part of it that mm-hmm. I was in control and that I was mentally like in such a good place. So what I wanted out of hypno babies was a longer labor so that I would have time to do it. What I got was what I think I really wanted was just a labor that I felt like I was a part of. That and is that- so beautiful. Wow. So it was really, I mean, it was amazing. And so 15 minutes later, the midwife and our doula show up (laughs) 15 minutes after he was born. So had the placenta already come at that point or was it still in? No, the placenta was still in. And with my first one, the placenta, I felt like just fell out. Like it just was like, here we go. And with this one, I was telling them like, this is harder than pushing my baby out because I actually had, I remember them, I'm laying on the bed and they're like, Neely, you need to push out your placenta the way you pushed out your baby. And I'm like, you don't understand. I didn't really push out my baby. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I had to push harder to get my placenta out than I did like 
to get my baby out because the baby was what I said was like a, I was, I breathed my baby out. Whereas that freaking placenta, I really had to push out. Mm. (laughs) So it was really, I mean, amazing. I didn't think that I could beat a two and a half hour labor, but I did at 45 minutes. Well, we're somewhere in between the 35 minute and 45 minute mark. Uh, we're not totally sure somewhere um, around there <laughs> in the ballpark wow of there so Gosh. my husband caught our baby which is like the coolest thing ever to share with your husband that is so it. incredible and such an intimate experience yeah like it felt so I don't know it's just that is not something many people anymore just get to do the two of you and he was the first one to know that it was a boy because oh. we didn't know it this one either. So he catches it. And of course, he's like, the first thing he says is, it's a boy. Because <laughs> um, he re- he firmly believed it was a girl, uh, going to be a girl. Oh. Um, and he was like, it's a boy. Whereas that was the last thing on my mind. But it was so <laughs> cool that he was the first one, not our midwife, not a doctor, not a nurse. It was him. Right. That's so special for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was like so calm and collected the entire, there was, I never looked at him and saw fear. I never looked at him and saw anxiety. He was completely calm the whole time. Do you feel like the hypno babies helped with him as well? Um, maybe he doesn't buy into all of that quite as much as I do. Right. Um, <laughs> he's like, whatever makes you feel better. Um, I think it was just, we were feeding off of each other. And cause he said that afterwards, um, he couldn't believe how calm and collected I was the whole time. He said uh-huh. it was such a 180 from my first labor where I was very, you know, emotional and very vocal and not that I wasn't vocal. I was definitely vocalizing through, but it was a totally different kind of vocalization and not the panicky kind. Right. It was just a, I'm doing this. And he, that's, he said, it was just amazing to watch how just in control I looked and calm. And so I think it had one of us started freaking out it probably might have escalated from there sure I was really there was no panic when I realized we were going to have this baby without her there it was like all right well we're going to do it and it's fine and he like he said when I reached down and told him there was a head he was like normally that's something you think would be a little bit more of an intense freaked out moment but it was more like I felt like I was oh my God, it's a head. But he said, I actually was very business. Like, okay, there's a head. Now we're going to have a baby type of thing. So neat. And so, yeah, it was, it was just, I still look back and I'm like, wow, that happened to us. That's amazing. I mean, I was not sure how you were going to top that first birth story, but this is just so, you know, you got the you got the home birth experience with the first, but the level of intimacy and control and empowerment that you got from the second is just so incredible. Yeah, 
and that's like I think my biggest thing that I that after that experience that I would like tell people when they ask me about it because people will be like how did you do that I can't believe it and I'm like well I mean you can do that too trust me um but along with telling people to eat their dates and do their squats whether they do hypnobabies or uh, some other form of meditation I think that is like the number one thing is learning to like totally relax and totally be able to you know, just let it go. And that wasn't something that even with all the yoga I did, both pregnancies, it wasn't the same level of just complete meditative state that you get with those hypno babies tracks that you're practicing two or three times a day, every single day. Right. Right. Being very intentional about it. Right. Oh, that is so incredible. Neely, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your birth <laughs> stories with us. Seriously. Yeah, I oh. love talking about birth. <laughs> I, you know, I get that. I, I do too. Oh, I really appreciate it. And I know that I know my listeners are, are going to love this so much. So please keep us updated on how things go. And gosh, I don't know how you're going to top this with your next baby, but we'll have to have you on next time to hear uh. how it goes. <laughs> That's when I, I asked my midwife. I was like, so next time, do I just prepare for you not to be there? <laughs> you can just send a postcard saying, good job. No, oh. she needs to help me birth the placenta for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's important, too. Oh. oh. Well, thanks for having me on. And I'm absolutely excited that you're doing this whole podcast and just kind of normalizing something that really is just so normal. Oh, well, I appreciate it. And we will definitely keep up with you, Neely. <laughs> Good deal. Thank you.